James catches, puts up the three. Won't go. Rebound, Bosch. Back out to Allen. His three-pointer. Bang! Tie game with five seconds remaining. Palatelli. Aguero. Play clock at five. Pass is intercepted at the goal line by Malcolm Butler. Welcome back to episode 23. It could be Michael Jordan, Shane Warne, David Beckham. Could be a dedication to any of those. But um, before we get into that, it's nearly going to be like an episode of Joe Rogan here because about five minutes ago we had four boys that were going to be on the pod and now we're down to two and I'm here with Hixie. So uh, welcome, Hixie, and thanks for the only one actually showing up. Yeah, well, lucky we've got the best two on here, bro. I can't wait to get into it. Yes, so... Uh, there was a few dramas before we got on here too. The roadcaster wasn't working. Um, Thorny's pulled out, so we had to go get the gear from his joint. Yeah, there was a bit going on, but we're here now, so we can talk a bit about sports. Lucky we're here. I reckon we rip into it, and uh, I reckon it'll be the best one yet. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what sports for you at the moment is happening in the world? So you've got obviously the AFL, there's NRL happening at the moment. Any other sports have caught your eyes that are happening at the moment? Uh, a bit of cricket on at the moment too. Yeah, in the uh, back, in the background, in the background, I'm just watching it now. Australia playing Sri Lanka over there uh, started today, and I think Sri Lanka already six down. Yeah, so Australia could be well and truly batting in the next hour or so. Yeah, during the uh, I think it was the lunch break just before they had a um, bowling Shane had like a little doco on it, and it had Shane Warne in 2005 yeah. at um, playing in England over there, and they England were all cocky, and Shane Warne like I think they ended up winning at England, but. It was basically about how good Shane Warne was there. I think he took 40 wickets or something for the whole series. So that was a little good watch. Um, and there is not much else happening in the world. You've got your baseball that's happening, which we've talked about in previous episodes. None of us are really into that. The NHL has just finished up with the Colorado Avalanche winning the Stanley Cup. Uh, Bronson was going to be an advocate to talk about that, but another bloke is pulled out. So... Um, yeah, in terms of that, is there anything else? There's a bit of golf happening. Uh, the US Open finished last week. Yep. Uh, Matthew Fitzpatrick took that out. And, tip. Yep. Well done. Yeah, about time I got one right. <laughs> uh, and there's, I think there's been another dozen or so golfers going across to the LIV League. Yeah, I think so. They're all moving across. And I think, are they going to start finding them, the PJ per tournament or something I read? I don't know. But yeah, it's all happening over in the golf world. And yeah, I reckon I'd go. Cash money. Yeah, exactly. They're probably not going to take my 17 or 18 handicap <laughs> playing at Shep every week. But money's money at the end of the day. Um, I had an NRL as well, State of Origin, on Sunday. Did you watch any of it? Uh, no, I didn't get to watch any of it, though. I put a bet on because Shano said it was going to win. But <laughs> I think I only lost by a leg. And it was yeah. just the um, unders. And it went well over. So Yeah, it's. Um, I put that on the socials. I put the acid on him. And bonus bet back, I guess, for people, yeah. for the punters out there. But uh, it was interesting. Obviously, New South Wales got the chockies there. Um, Canterbury Bulldogs are going right in the NRL, and you've also got the North Queensland Cowboys, my team, who oh, we support the Bulldogs on this podcast. Alleged, the dogs. Allegedly, the Bullfrogs. But um, the Cowboys are just, just going wrong nicely there. I think they're in third or fourth at the moment. So, highs, though. Before we get into the actual nitty-gritty of the segments, how are you, how are you finding the pies? Did you think they were going to go this well this year? 
yes and no. Uh, obviously, it couldn't go as bad as last year, but I have been surprised. Uh, it could have been a bit high. Obviously, lost the West Coast and Geelong, which probably should have won both. But no, I'm being very happy with them. And oh, I should ask you about Essendon. Are you happy with them? But obviously not. No. Nah, definitely not. But when you do come in to think of it, we overachieved last year and then this year was a bit of a reality check. No, I didn't think we were going to go this bad. But, yeah, it goes to show our list at the moment. Like we do have a younger list, but that's no excuse. We're just absolutely miles off it. But we will get into that later on. Um, there's going to be a couple of new segments that we've had to create on the fly. So <laughs> Uh, will be interesting, but we'll go to a break for now and then we'll get straight into the sports around the world. All right, we might catch up on a bit of Wimbledon that started this week. Um, so, But before Wimbledon even started, there was a bit of drama going into it. That uh, Marin Cilic and Matteo Berrettini both testing positive to COVID before play had even begun. So they're out. And Berrettini was obviously the one who played Novak in the final last year. So that's huge. Far out. Yeah. So So COVID running a bit wild over there. And Novak's obviously, he's not vaccinated and he's going for four in a row. So Yeah, if he gets it, it could spread like wildfire through the camp. he had a um, practice hit with one of them as well before it all started. So I hope they didn't share a towel or anything. That's um, it's not that we're huge punters, but it's interesting for punters out there because you've got Djokovic, the the stone cold favourite to win the tournament, a dollar sixty seven. Jeez, is it worth going? Oh, he might, he yeah, might have a bit of a lapse from it. Well, he might as well throw a tenner or twenty or grand on someone else just in case. But yeah, gamble exactly. gamble responsibly, of course. Who who's your man going into Wimbledon? Obviously, I think round two starts tonight for us, which is Wednesday night, but. Yeah. Um, who looks treat? Uh, well, obviously Novak, dead favourite, but I don't mind Carlos Alcaraz. I talked about him when the French Open was on. Um, he's a young kid that has won a few tournaments around and you, know, you, you can't really back the favourite Novak because that's just a bit boring. So you might as well find someone else. We've still got Alex Dimonor in with uh, James Duck. Oh, no, James Duckworth lost, sorry, not James. Uh, Jordan Thompson still in as well for the Aussies. Yep. So any of them would winning, but you can't go past the king either, Kyrgios. He's uh, caused a bit of drama over the last 48 hours or whatever it might be. Um, you were just telling me just before that he's just got done with potential spitting to a, a fan, was it? Yeah, he um, apparently spat in the direction of a fan and called a lines person a snitch. So that's just Kyrgios <laughs> things to do. But it's only the first round and I think it was the third game. So it was pretty early in the game, but he did win his five-setter. So, yeah, he's... um. Creating headlines, but yeah, nothing's changed there. So he's at he's at twenty one dollars for anyone that wants to have a nibble on the Aussie. Um, I think it's a little bit short, but you never know. He might he might have a bit of a chip on his shoulder towards the top ten players who have been very vocal about how he's been vocal himself. So he always plays better against the better players too. Yeah, there's a bloke. Um, I like giving roughies as well because some people are like, oh, give us a bit of odds. There's a bloke called Roberto Batista Agut. If you will, um, taste the bomb. Spanish player. He's just he dominates forehand, backhand, and can just smoke a ball. So um, Wimbledon's one of those ones where it doesn't bounce up as much. It's not as technical. It's more 
yeah, hitting hitting flat shots across the court. So um, sixty seven dollars he's paying. Um, it's an absolute roughie. He shouldn't win. He'd be lucky to probably make the quarterfinals, but you just you never know. So um, in the women's, do you know much about the women's coming up? Uh, well, the French Open winner Iga Swatek is through. Um, she's a the favourite. They're going into it. Yep. And her French Open finalist, Coco Goff, is through as well. And Serena Williams went out in the first round, so she's out. So that could be the oh, there's, there's the US Open to come, but she's 40 years old. I reckon yeah. it might be the end of Serena I think Williams. so, yeah. She's not near as good as she used to be and up the top. I think it's time for others to take over. Yeah, she doesn't want to have a bit of a Tom Brady run there or LeBron or anyone else or a David Mundy run, <laughs> <laughs> depending on what sport you follow. The fine so. wines. Absolutely. Um, I reckon we go back to in the time machine like Liam talks about. Um, the DeLorean. Yeah. So we've had the NBA draft before. I was going to get into the footy and the results from last weekend, but we've had the NBA draft there, which is um, it went down to the wire for who was going to be the number one pick in the end, and it ended up being Paulo Benchero, who went to the Orlando Magic. Um, there was a Jabari... Jamari Smith Jr., sorry, I should say, was touted as the number one pick and he was as, as short as a dollar twelve about two hours before. He's talks about punting here to start. <laughs> yeah. But he was a very, very short odds favourite to go number one and um, Orlando have ended up taking Paulo Banchero. And there's a bloke called Chet Holmgren, which um, we talked about last week. He's he's about seven foot white guy who's tall, skinny lanky as, Corey. Yeah, tall, lanky Corey. He's as skinny as a rake. We went at number two. But um, other big news in the NBA at the moment, you've got um, John Wall, who's I think he's in the top five contracts in the NBA. He missed the whole season last year, and he wasn't injured. He just they did not play him because they didn't want him to get injured, so they could sell him off because of how big his contract was. So That's, that's weird. <laughs> yeah, so they they put him on ice so they could sell his contract to get it off the books, but they've ended up paying the whole contract for the whole year anyway. <laughs> so they've just blown $45 million on a bloke who didn't play a single minute for the season. John Wall will be laughing. Yeah, so he, they've finally – so it's because he's opted in for his contract for this year. Of course you would. Oh, of course. I wouldn't mind $45 million to sit on my ass too. <laughs> so he's gone to the LA Clippers, which is massive. Um, they've, they're going to have Kawhi Leonard back next year. They've got Paul George there. They've sort of got that three now, which puts them right up there. Um, Kyrie Irving's going to be staying at the Brooklyn Nets, which will mean that Kevin Durant stays there as well. Um, and then there's some smaller players – in terms of those blokes that could move uh, within the NBA in the next coming weeks as well. So NBA trade line, um, any kind of trade line, if you're a sports fan and especially if your team's sort of in the hunt. You it's love, an exciting time. Yeah, it's it very is. exciting. It's nearly, especially like uh, a team like for me, I've gone for the Pistons. Like they're terrible and they've been massive. They've, they went and flipped all these picks. They've taken out one of their best players and they got two top 15 picks and um, – they're looking to get a max contract from someone. So they could go from an absolute salad dweller to probably middle of the run, but makes it a little bit exciting. Like, Making moves, I like it. But like even when Collingwood, um, to cross sports sea for a second, the trade period where they got rid of Trelaw, Stevenson, all that, that was that was like, oh, why have we done this for? Yeah. And then you've brought in like Lipinski this year. Um, even years gone by, you've brought in Jeremy Howe, which is a while ago, but Trade, it's exciting who you can bring in. Sometimes you've got to make those big moves as well. 
yeah. like you said, the Pistons, they might have been down the bottom. You just got to grab the balls and flip a few players out and, yeah. Absolutely. But on the NBA, I, I'm not a massive follower. I've been following the Boston Celtics just because, you know, Rondo and all those boys back. But I think it's time that I find a team to follow for next season. So we might sit on it for a few weeks with the SC, SC panel and come up with a team for me to really get my knowledge, NBA knowledge. Um, so have a think about it, Brof. You're a bit of an NBA expert and, uh, yeah, I'll find a new team. Oh, I absolutely love that because that's dedication. But there's two ways we can go about it. We can do what me and Bronson did last year for the NFL. Um, I, I went for the Steelers for no other reason than they were good. And Bronson went for the Patriots because of a family guy. Uh, don't lie, it was Tom Brady. Um, like most Australians go for um, – they go for the Patriots, but now apparently they go for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah, which uh, LA Rams all through and through. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but so me and Bronson last year um, were like, how are we going to come up with this team to go for for the year? So, of course, you flip on the PlayStation yep. and you go through the random generator. Then it was like first team and it was like uh, Patriots were like, we can't, yeah. we can't do that. We're going to get roasted. Damn so way, we actually ended up with the Cincinnati Bengals who actually went to the Super Bowl, but they were they were horrible the year before. So, yeah. again, this year I think we're going to flip the team because you can't go the Bengals again. I feel like that's yeah. a bit of a cheat, but I'll definitely come up with a team for you because um, a thing that we're going to be doing on the SC is while we're going to be making an NBA fantasy um, haven't let it slip yet. Actually, haven't let anyone know. <laughs> so it's just, exclusive. This is that exclusive that I'm, I literally thought of it last week. So uh, NBA Fantasy, if anyone would like to join it, basically what it is is we're going to have – you can have it – I think you can have up to 20 people. It just depends on what it is. But it's very similar to AFL draft yep. and the way that it works. And you've only literally got to check it once a week, and that's just to either make a trade or reset your teams. But it literally every – because the NBA is on every day. Yeah. It'll pick plays for you like who's active, who's not, yep. and That's it'll cool. pick the better players over the other ones. So um, a lot of people don't touch their teams for the year unless there's a long-term injury yep. and they go all right. So um, even if you're not that knowledgeable in the NBA and you want to get into it like Hicksy is, it's it's a very good way to understand who's a good player, who's not, and you don't even actually have to watch the NBA because you go, oh, this bloke had 50 points worth of super coach yeah. points, but it's not. It's like fantasy points for the day. So... Very excited for that. Hopefully you land on the Pistons, but I'm sure we'll, I'm sure we'll probably give you a complete random team. Like a Golden State or something? Yeah, Golden State. I actually haven't heard much about Golden State, so that would be quite interesting. <laughs> they probably – there was a um, – I think it was on Instagram. It was like the top five most bandwagon teams, yeah. and they were number two, which is absolutely Jeez. fair enough. And I th- one bag bad bandwagoners. Cody Vincitorio as well. He'll jump on him quickly. Yeah, exactly. He um he'll only tell you about the Knicks when they're going good. So we haven't heard anything from him at all, <laughs> which is quite interesting. So um we'll get into the AFL from last week. Um it was a Thursday night game, which we love, and there's only a couple more left of them for the year. Good so round, good round. It was a very good round. It was rated um in terms of teams versus other teams as the best that we've had since 18 teams have come into the comp. So yes. um, Melbourne, Brisbane to start on Thursday night. I was actually about 30 frothies deep at a, <laughs> at a water conference in Bendigo. So I missed the game. I got to c- catch up on the results. But did you get to watch any of it? I watched a little bit of it because um, Thursday night I was at footy training and got home and it was pretty close. And then, yeah, went to bed and looked at the scores the next day and yeah, 10 goals, Melbourne. Yeah, Brisbane got out to an early lead. 
Um, and then all from there, it was Melbourne. And apparently Jack Viney had a massive game. So Clayton Oliver is absolutely leading the coaches' votes by a mile or two at the moment. I think he's favourite for round. I think he's 12 him. in front in the coaches' votes. So he's having yes. a very good year. Petrarca's, um, he's had a bit of an interesting year. He's had a couple of games where he's been all right. Um, but he's, he's goal-kicking. He's had nine nine goals. 12 behinds and 10 scores that haven't resulted in a goal. So yes. he's going at less than 25%, which is um, uncharacteristic yeah, for like him. him. But, um, yeah, do you think Melbourne is still the favourites? Uh, I think so, yeah. 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 Especially after a while, what happened on Thursday night. Because Brisbane were on top before this game, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, they were. Yeah, And Melbourne to do that without Gorn as well. Luke Jackson had a huge game. Yeah. He really stood up. Um Bit of trade, bit of trade value there for him. Yeah, a bit of money for him as well. So he's yep. got an interesting decision to make. Do you reckon he stays? Uh, I'd like to see him stay. Yep. Um, but you know, money, money talks. Yeah. People walk. So. Very true. That's why I've headed to Catandra. So <laughs> <laughs> if this clearance goes through, um, Brisbane does does that does that loss? There's ten losses in a row at the MCG. Does that diminish their? <sighs> I wouldn't say their hopes of winning the flag, but sort of like oh, we've come so close in the finals before and we've had a couple of losses like this. Do you think that they're still either the second best team or, yeah, diminishes their sort of hope within the team? Uh, still think they're probably the second best team. But in Melbourne, obviously, it's a bit different and you've got to win at the MCG. That's where the grand finals played, obviously. But if they do get a home final, a couple of home finals, they can still make the grand final. But then it, it's going to play on in their mind on the on the day, but they just can't win at the G. So they'll have to figure something out because they're going to win the grand final. Going to win at the MCG. No, agreed, agreed. We're going to go across to Friday night now. There's a double header. Uh, we'll, we'll start good early game. Yeah, very good early game. Um, Hawthorne started like a house on fire as well, and you go talks by how much, but. Dogs are starting to hit their straps a little bit and they've needed to. Um, did you get to watch the same thing? Did you get to watch the game? Yeah, I watched a little bit of it again. I didn't really pay much attention to it. Um, but, yeah, I think Hawks were in front till maybe half time, and then, yeah, the Dogs just took over from there. And, well, you look at they got their top six disposal getters. They had six over 25 touches with McRae getting another 30. Libba's had a... Really good patch of the last couple of weeks, and he's he's gone from that inside midfielder to sort of he's kicking goals. He's yeah. sort of he's gaining meters, which you go, oh, Liber can sort of just play that role. That's all they need. But hey, he's um he's he's definitely putting up some form, like, and he's still had eight tackles, so he's been awesome. And the Western Bulldogs had a lot have a lot of midfielders who kick goals as well. Yeah. So if you stop one of them or two of them, there's still the other three or yeah, it's four like that Melbourne kick goals. Yeah. Yeah. And I am putting my fingers crossed that Bailey Dale does not sign on at the Bulldogs <laughs> and he comes to the Bombers because um, he's, he's got a beautiful lead. kick. Yep, um, sure. Very good. Um, John Newcomb. So he only ha- he kicked one and had 19, but is he still a chance to knock off your man Nick Dacos for the rising star? Or do you think Dacos is, from an unbiased point of view, I still, and without – putting words into your mouth. Like Dacos, is, is, his last month of footy has just been electric. Yeah, it has been. He um, he has been good. But John Newcomb, he could still potentially. He um, still racks up the numbers and stuff. 
but he probably doesn't get the hype that Dacos does just because of Dacos coming across and being from a Dacos family and having so much hype before he went to the AFL and now living up to it. But you know, I definitely think he still can. He's a good player, John, who can really good, really hard, tough player. But, yeah, I'll take put my pies hat on and say Dacos has got it. No, it's fair enough too. Like he's been... He's been unbelievable. unbelievable. Um, before we move on to the dreaded game, Mitch Lewis has been super as well. He just signed a four-year extension at Hawthorne, and I like the look of him. Oh, yeah. He's kicked another, kicked another four. Um, yeah. Very good player. So I, I wouldn't be too upset if I was the Hawks fans at the moment. Um, on the other hand, um, yes, West Coast, West Coast fielded their best side in for the year, but Essendon has just been... Horrible. Their set shots were just horrific. They kicked. They were uh, yeah, fourteen thirteen in the end, and they come home with a flurry. But Peter Wright kicking four goals four, and he missed some absolute sodas to start the game. Um, And of course, Josh Kennedy got wheeled out in a wheelchair to play the game and ended up (laughs) kicking five. So, um, fun fact, actually, West Coast have only played us over here once in the last nine years. Really? So that's, that's a bit interesting. It's yeah. not an excuse like we're no, shit, but it's, I, I just don't understand how that works. I think that's quite interesting. The thing with West Coast, they've still got a good team. Like oh, you yeah. look at the players that are, that are on there, like Kennedy kicking five, like good player, Cripps, got Rioli, Darling, all snagging goals. They've got a good team. Hearn, Redden, Shuey, like a lot of players from their premiership season yeah, are exactly. still there. Yes, they're on a bit, but. The experience wore out in the end because Essendon was just leaking goals out the back like it was nothing. So, no, that was very good by them. We'll move on. We will move on very quickly. Um, a huge a huge game again was for uh, Carlton versus Frio Saturday afternoon. Now, um, were you playing footy? Yeah, I was playing footy. So, after the game, had a look at the results and was surprised really. Carlton by five goals. Thought it'd be a bit closer, but Sam Walsh was looking like he was going to have fifty. He had twenty-five at halftime. Ended up with forty, but three votes wrapped up there, and um, their midfield, Carlton's midfield, just dominated him in the end. Um, how, Walsh, how old is he? Is he like twenty-one or something? Something ridiculous like that. Yeah, he's twenty-one. Looks like he's twenty-eight and just been in the system for that long. Yeah, he looks just like he's in yeah. the prime of his career. Exactly. So he's going to have a huge career. And Will Brody as well for Frio. He has been a pickup and a half. I don't know what he's – I'll have a look at what he's averaging because – Well, he, well he got, he'd have to be the pickup of the year so far. Uh, yeah, there's a few in there. Well, you got Stengel from Geelong, McCartan, Lipinski Sydney. was up there. Yeah. I, mean, I think he's dropped off a little bit, but he had a great start to the year. But, yeah, he'd definitely be uh, – averaging 28 touches. Yeah, he's – um, Yeah, he, he, got, he, got a knock, he got knocks on him for his disposal, um, but – He's become that player where he's just going to give it to Sarong and Brayshaw yep. and whatnot. So, Brayshaw, any votes there for the Brownlow, you reckon, hopefully? Don't think so. <laughs> not, not, not in that loss. But um, I don't know who's going to stop the Twin Towers in Kuno and Mackay because, geez, they're looking good. I, I hate they're... to say it. Yeah, I hate to say it too. And Kuno, it's so good to see him back after all the injury and stuff he's had because he is a good player. Very, very good. Can, can you trust Freeman or yet? Or is they've had a they had a very easy first half of the year. I know they've played some tougher teams now. They beat Melbourne. But do you feel like you can trust them to say like one that they're going to play finals and two maybe even top four and be that team that can actually maybe even win a premiership this year? 
Um, I think, yes, you, you can. But, yeah, it just depends. I'm worried about their avenue to go. Yeah. I know you've got Tabernar up there, but I feel like he can go missing. Um, depends what they do with Fife as well. Does he push more into the midfield or does he just go forward? Yeah. And stay down forward because that's another target down there and someone you've got to keep a close check on. Yeah, and, yeah, we, t- we talked about last week how – they said, oh, they've got midfielders that can score, but they don't have like your Bailey Fritches up forward. Like yep. Michael Walters isn't the same player. No, very hot and cold. He, same as Rory Lobb. Like they relied on him a lot at the start of the season. He was kicking goals, kicking yeah. bags. But now yeah, he's, he only managed one he, on the weekend. I don't think he's that it's frustrating guy. to have in your super coach team, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, and now the next game, you've got Geelong Richmond, which people are calling the game of the season so far. And it was a cracker. Unreal. Um, really, really good game. I don't think anyone lost anything out of it besides Richmond, the four points. But And Dion Pressy, a few brain cells. Yeah, <laughs> and Tom Stewart, four weeks. Yeah, four weeks, geez. But um, as in it, it was sort of like a finals game, the way it was sort of played and the atmosphere it sort of had around it. So I think both teams will be in good stead. They've got the experience there. They've been there time and time again. Like they played off in the grand final two years ago. Yeah. Not, so, and that's the thing with Richmond as well. On it with it. Well, with Richmond as well, if they get into finals, they can do some damage to pretty yeah. much. Doesn't matter in what that position they're in. Yeah. yeah, can't sleep on them because yeah. And Shy Bolton is becoming one of not if not the most watched player in the AFL. He's so good. <laughs> he's unreal. Yeah, he's he can do stuff with the footy. You just oh. go, geez. Inside fifty, I don't reckon he's been tackled inside fifty. He just shrugs everyone and snaps it out of his ass. And he's like a midfield version, and I'm not saying he's this good yet. He's like a midfield version of Cyril that can go up forward yeah. and do that as well. Like yep. he doesn't have the runs on the board. And just he's, that amazing. He's not as good, but he ha- he just does those things where you just like, shit, like no one else can do that. Same as Cyril. Like he had 14 and three on the weekend. So, you know, not a huge amount of touches, but everything he touches turns to gold. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so S- Sydney and St. Kilda was a bit of a snooze fest in the end. Yeah, I, I started watching that. it for a bit, but. Of a running theme, you know, I had a few frothies by this stage, so <laughs> I tuned. Problem, I, yeah, I tuned out. But um, the Saints are just struggling to kick it forward, and they yeah, they look useless at the moment. Brett Brett Ratten, mm-hmm. well, I said Ben Rutten there. <laughs> both are, both are in strife at the moment, but he said not even Tony Lockett or um, Stewie Stewie Lowe would have taken marks away. They were delivering to Max King on the weekend, so yeah, hey, the, I think the coach is a bit flat at the moment. Yeah, well. All we have to do to Max King is kick it up in the air to him because he's miles above anyone else in the air. But it was a really snooze fest, like you said. At halftime, they'd only kicked two goals and can't really rely on Max King to be your winner all game. You need someone else to stand up. But I don't know what memory only kicked one. They're small forwards like your Higgins, your Butler and that. I think they go missing as well. Yeah. like I don't think that they're premiership. Small forwards. No. It's a bit early to say, but yeah, no, I've got a few mates that are Saints supporters, so I absolutely love it. It brings a tear <laughs> to my eye seeing that. But Jack Steele, 29. Yeah. To have him back. Yeah, good to have him back. And hopefully soon they can get Dan Henry back for a quarter and a half before he does a calf. So Has he played a game for St. Kilda? He oh. played 10. Oh, he, he's definitely, well, I could nearly say he hasn't played more than 25. Jeez. There's no way he has. So that's been a fail considering he's on 800K a year. And at the end of the day, his body's cooked. Like, yeah. It's not his own fault, but in terms of the business, it's not good for them. So, no. um, 
It's time to get into the marination station now. Um, I watched this game because I went the Oracle tip. I went the Mystic Milne. I've uh, went to go three from three and Shano's boys north. Jeez, they're in stroll. They're in yeah. strife. Yep. We're talking about St Kilda being a snooze fest, but this one, yeah, there's not much going right for North at the moment. Uh, Taylor Walker and Fogarty both kick five. Um, they they tried to move Ben Mackay up forward and he took a great grab in the first quarter, but after that it was like, this is crap. This is just terrible. So I didn't take much out of it for North again. Aaron Hall had 38 and a record for metres gained at 1,169. But uh, still a loss, so yeah, it's still a fifty-five point what, loss. What do you think North need going into next year, player-wise, or just as a club? Just as a club and player-wise, just what do you reckon is going to help them out? I think first they need either a new president or someone like a new general football manager to oversee everything and go, well, "What's going on here?" Um, and that probably includes a new coach. And from a playing point of view, as bad as it sounds, because they've got Simkin, Davies, Uniac, and whatnot. Actually, you, you could probably have like a general off the back flank to, like, I think Larky can play. I think Zerha can play. But if they're not getting the delivery up there like they should, you need a general like maybe even a Daniel Rich or something like that. Oh, yeah. Just to sort of command the back line a little bit. Yep. Um, and that's not like out of reach. Like, you'd probably have to pay him overs, but like, he's been at a relevantly successful club, I reckon he wouldn't be a bad shout. I think someone in the media said the same thing, offer like a Scott Penderbury five years as a player coach. So it might oh, yeah. be two years as a player and then three years in yeah. coaching. Sort of like what Jordan Lewis, Luke Hodge and yeah, all them all sort of Sam did. Mitchell. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I do like that. He's very good. So, um, All right, mate, take the floor because it was actually a cracking game. It was. I actually went down to the uh, Pies-Giants game. I was a bit worried on the way there. It was bucketing down with the rain, but it stopped by the uh, first quarter and only rained in the last quarter, but it was a really good game. Yeah. Yeah. It was tight pretty much all day. Um, Braden Maynard was awesome. Yeah, in his 150th. He's, yeah. he's an animal. Um, just loves the contest. Yeah, he shut down Toby Green for a good good part of that game and um, he was, yeah, he was awesome. Um, Hogan kicked four, kicked the first, which is nice because I had him for first goal. Bloke that's grown on me for Collingwood, uh, not the club, but as a player, Brody Mychek. I, oh, he, yeah. did, he kicked two three, but I don't know. He's just he's just he's playing undersized, really. As yeah, a big like forward, he, he has yeah, he has that. He's sort of like that hybrid forward. Yeah, but yeah, he just he he's goes. It, he has a crack. Just loves it. Yeah, yeah, just has a crack, like you said. Um, yeah, uh, Darcy Cameron was. Enormous. Yeah. I'll, I'll be honest. He was really good. He has been big ever since Grundy's gone down. Thorny in the group inbox. I reckon it, I reckon it was a dozen times he said it just this game, and he's been saying it for the last six weeks. He's like, Darcy Cameron, best hands in the comp. And then he'd like reply to his own comment and say, bump, bring, yeah. up, bring up my own pace. <laughs> but he did. He was clunking them on the weekend. Yeah, he was. And another person Eight who marks. wound the clock back, steel side bottom. Yes, very good He was good everywhere. Game. He started like a house on fire too. Kick one, had 26. I think he had 10 at quarter time. He, he set the tone early. Um, and people were saying, oh, he's too slow and all that. But he's a footballer's footballer. Like he's, he knows where to be, what to do at the right time. So I think he, he prefers to kick on his left as well. Yeah. It'd be nice to have that confidence. Yeah, exactly. Um, but he, the thing is with him, even I still think he's got 
runs on the ball because he's played there for so long. Yep. But then he can go as a forward pocket. Yeah. There's no reason why he can't. No. He can kick a goal. So. And what do you reckon about the Giants, how their season's just gone? Um, I'm loving the resurgence of Cornelio, which yep. I talk oh, about yeah. all the time because he's yep. like one of my favourite players in the league. Does that mean he had something against Leon Cameron or just well, had think, blood well, between them? Or? I think he's been given the licence to – just to be free, like um, play your game. Yeah, sort of. There was a big emphasis on defense, and he's not that type of player. Even as I say that, he's had six tackles on the weekend. But yeah. um, he's 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 just type of midfielder that we all love that plays midfield that can kick goals as well. Yeah, he'd and be like, averaging thirty and nearly two the past month, I reckon. Yeah, like, definitely. And yeah, that's he's he's a big reason what kept him in it as well. Himmelberg's been a bit of a um, resurgence as well. Yeah, gone 30. down back. It was a bit interesting in the first quarter. Nick Haynes started up forward and Himmelberg started back. So I think they might just be throwing around the magnets a bit. Jeez, he's dropped off Nick Haynes, I think. Yeah, I think he's a bit it, injured. I but... think it's a confidence thing. Yeah. but And he could be injured as well. But in terms of where the Giants are at, um, it sounds weird to say, but I don't feel like they have that many leaders now. Like Phil Davis is past it. Yeah. Um, Heath Shaw's gone from there. Mumford's gone. A lot of Jeremy Cameron's gone from there. I know a lot of these is over time, but they don't have that sort of presence now like they used to. So I think that's that's a big part of it is in having that. Like Callum Callum Ward's dropped off as well. Yep. He had fifteen on the weekend. That's not enough. But that's just my opinion. What do you reckon? Yeah, well, you look at their list and they are stacked with superstars or superstars of the past, really, like your Whitfields and uh, your Greens, Taranto, even. Um, even Tom Green, yeah, he'll be a good future player for them. But yeah, they haven't um, haven't performed as well as you'd think with all those players. Um, do you see? Do you see the pies form continuing? I hope so. Yeah. Um, do you feel like you have confidence within one the game plan and two the players? Yeah, I think so. I think the new coaches basically given the pies what Canelio has um, just play with freedom, you know. Um, which has been really good to see. They they look like they're enjoying it, um, playing well for each other, and yeah, it's it'd be nice to see it. Uh, the trend keep going of winning, but Pies are the team that can lose the ones they you should got, win. You got a good run coming up. You got yeah. the Suns up there this week, which would be a challenge. And nice little segue for me there because the Suns played Port that late afternoon. You were probably on the way home from yeah, Melbourne I was on that the way stage, home. but it was a great game Close as well. Game. Went down right to the death. I thought Port were going to kick away there in the third quarter, but I, I'm really liking what I'm seeing from the Suns, and they pretty much could, they should have won that game, I thought. Um, Isaac Rankin went down with like 12 minutes to go. I, I reckon he dislocated his shoulder. I'll be very shocked if he plays this week, and he'll probably be named in the team tomorrow <laughs> night, as I say that. But um, he kicked three as well, three awesome goals. He's coming, he's coming to life. and Matt, Matt Real actually has the most tackles in the AFL this year. Really? Yes, 108. 108 at this stage. So I reckon I've had 108 in my career. Oh, I'd be happy with that, divided by five, I reckon. Um, yeah, it is hard to tackle when you have the ball, though, to be that fair. That is true. Um, but I, I do like the Gold Coast Suns. If they had have won that game, it would have been – it was like an eight-point game as well, sort of like the Geelong-Richmond one. So um, it's going to be hard from hard from here. They've got – they're seven and seven. They've got a nice percentage of 110, but in 11th and – Port in 12th now, both on seven wins. I think obviously the cutoff points at Port, but 
Yeah, I don't know on the run home whether either of them can actually make it. Very interesting. It will be very interesting. And see, Carl Amon had a quad double. 16 kicks, 10 handballs, 10 marks, 10 tackles. Ooh. I think he's only the fifth person in history to do that. Yeah, right. And he could be on the trade table at the end of the year, I'm hearing. He'd be a good pickup. Yeah, great pickup. Yeah. I don't know where he could go. but Whispers Saints. But... Yeah, that's true. Saints love a player like that. Yeah. Very, for sure. All right, we're going to go to a break now and we're going to get into a new segment after this. Oh, yeah, I like it. So we'll be back. It's time for a new segment called Buy or Sell. I'm going to have to get uh, on the little dash here, a little um, intro for it, a little sting. Like, Buy or Sell. Maybe not that. Maybe, probably not that. <laughs> oh, I'm definitely going to have to edit that out. That is, that is probably the crappiest thing I've ever said. Um, so buy or sell is basically going to be, we're going to ask each other a couple of questions and you're either going to buy it or you're going to sell it and you've got to give your reason why. So it's a little bit like a little bit like your NFT market that you're on at the moment, mate. Buy or sell. We might have to have a Sports Confidential uh, NFT coming out. Buy, buy. Buy, absolutely. All right, question number one. Should North move to Tassie? Buy or sell? Uh, sell. And why are you selling? I just think Tassie deserve their own team. Yep. Yep. Um, it's no good putting another team down there. Might as well start one from scratch because um, you'll have the whole of Tassie supporting them and you want them to because there's, there's a lot of players from Tassie in the AFL. Yeah, and there you, is. And there has been over yeah. the history. And it's not nice just because North are going so bad just to ship them down there. I don't think that's fair on Tassie or North. Yep. Um, do you think there is an argument that there's there shouldn't be ten teams in Victoria though? As I'm just playing devil's advocate here. Like it can't sort of be a national comp having ten teams here and then you've only got two or one in every other state. Like eventually are we gonna have to break out the market to spread it out a little bit? Or do you think there's enough football fans in Victoria for it to work? I think there's enough football fans in Victoria and the other states it's probably better to have two teams in the states elsewhere. Because then it's just you go for one or you go for the other. Yeah, it's like a rivalry. It's a rivalry in that. Yeah, that's probably what builds it. Uh, very good, mate. You could be a dodgy banker like Liam, I reckon. All right, you go. With, you far away for the second question. Uh, I've got one for you. Uh, Kevin Durant won't be a top 10 player until he wins more accolades. Ooh, that's a good one. Um, I'm going to buy that because um, his two rings that he has bought, Yes, he was a finals MVP, but he's gone to the Golden State Warriors, as everyone who follows basketball knows. So he's sort of done the old, oh, I'm going to go to a 73 wins and nine losses team to win a couple of championships, which, yes, he did do. Yes, he played well. But he hasn't been able to do it on his own like Curry has, has done this year, right? literally over the, the last month. So um, I, I'm going to buy that unless unless he wins a couple more MVPs or wins another ring or another couple of rings. I don't think he's a top ten player, and I don't think he is right now. So um, I yeah, like that one. That's fair. You're the tennis guru on here, um, Duckett's champion. <laughs> so uh, is uh, sorry, it's a buy or sell. So Djokovic is a better tennis player than Roger Federer. I'm going to sell that. You're going to sell it. Yeah. Um, it's a tough one because obviously they're on the same Grand Slam victories. Yeah. And I think it's just who you prefer as a person, really. I reckon Roger's just more eloquent and on the court and 
Um, it's just good to watch. And then Djokovic, you know, with the no Novaks and all that stuff, and just he's a bit more of a dickhead. So I think it's based on which bloke you like better. Federer has done it for longer too. Yeah, that is true. He's done it for longer. Yep, I agree. All right, I'm going to give you another one while we're hot on the topic. So we live in Shepparton, which is two hours north of Melbourne, for those who aren't listening around here. But our town, what have we got, 60,000 people here? Yeah, something like that. If you include the whole region, I think it's like 140,000, whatever it is. So uh, should Shepparton um, have a ten to 15,000 people stadium for hosting of sports events, live events to sort of, Bring it up this me, maybe even eventually a VFL team. Do you, do you want to buy that or do you want to sell it? I'd buy that. Yeah, I'd be happy to see it. Um, bring a lot more sport to the region. Like you said, you could have AFL matches here and VFL matches here and um, a bit like what Ballarat's done, yep. Mars Stadium, um, which is really good for them. And there is a lot of sport going on around here. You could have, you could have your green finals and stuff there too, yeah. I think. Yep, and... I think the Commonwealth Games are coming to regional Victoria in 2026 20, or 28 or something like that. Yeah. So by then, if you had something there, you could host Yeah, a hell of a range of sports. Very good answer. I like that. So I'll leave it over to you now. What have you got for me? I've got, do you think Melbourne needs another NRL team? Um, I'm going to sell that because we're such a heavily – Based state. Like, if I was the NRL, I'd probably want to do it. But whether or not the market would be actually actually be able to work with the where so footy orientated, like, and people sort of in Melbourne sort of love that there's only the Melbourne Storm to go for. So everyone yeah, sort of yeah. like, oh, if we're going to watch the NRL, it's like, oh yeah, who's the Storm playing? And then people sort of ride that bandwagon throughout here. So, like, you've seen it in the um, the A League soccer and in the NBL, they've added a heap of extra teams, but. There could be a market for it, but I don't. I don't think it's that it's up to that standard where it'd get enough viewers yep. to watch it. So I'm going to sell that. All right, last one to finish it off. Um, it's a two. It's it's a bit of a two part, but I'll get, I'll go with the first part for you for buy or sell. The AFL should have a lottery draft for the, sort of like the NBA does for the bottom three or four teams. Um, so you might get like a 25% chance you get the number one draft pick to stop tanking. And then for like a play-in similar to the NBA, so instead of the bye week, you'd have seven versus 10th and eighth versus ninth. The winner of those two goes into the eight and then you have the eight from there. Should the AFL look into doing that sort of a system to stop tanking and also give teams a chance to go, my season still alive if you're around that ballpark? I'm going to sell that. Yep. Yep. Uh, I like how it's done here in the AFL. Bottom gets the first pick just to make it a bit more even the next year. I don't think teams are tanking in the AFL anymore after obviously Melbourne yep. did in 2009 or whenever it was. And I think it's still pretty even between those, you know, seven, eight, nine, ten towards the end of the year that you don't really need a, um, what's it called again? Selling? Playing? Playing. Playing. Yeah. You yeah. don't need a, a play-in at the end of the year because it is so tight going into that last eighth, seventh spot. So, yeah, I'll sell that one. I I actually really agree with that. I was I sort of have that thing where I want it to become that, but like you said, like it's it doesn't take long for a team to flip around and become yep. a contender yeah. again. Like, And you look at the other leagues, even like the NBA, you have teams struggling for years, whereas the AFL can bounce around pretty quickly. So, Just on that, is there a – like in basketball, is the number one pick 
clearly above everyone else. Because in AFL, obviously, number one pick is the best player, but you can still get good players for your 10, 15, 20th pick. So number one pick, yes, in the past, probably hasn't worked out for most clubs. I think I think it's the same as any league. Every now and then you have a standout or whatever it is, but you're still taking you're still taking a lottery within yourself to pick yeah. the person. You don't know what you're going to get. So nah, that's a very it's a very good answer. I'm actually really happy with that. Thanks. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I reckon you've been best on tonight. So um, let's get into this week's games for the AFL before we do our MVP votes. Who knows if we're going to do a quiz? We still haven't decided yet because there's literally only me, so we're probably not gonna. <laughs> Um, but yeah, as I said, you got Thursday night footy again this week. Let's give you give us your tips. I was going to do Liam's multi, but he can get fucked now because he's not on the podcast. So. Might lose as well. Actually, probably will. Yeah. So Brisbane Bulldogs to start for Thursday night. Up at the Gabba, definitely taking Brisbane. Yeah, I'm they got to bounce back. Yeah, I reckon it'd be a good game actually. But I think Brisbane by probably, yeah three three goals around that margin. Carlton Sydney on Friday night. No. No. <laughs> yeah, it's a no for me as well. <laughs> Carlton Saints, actually. Yes, Carlton Saints. Sorry, I was looking at the next game. Uh, fair enough. That's, That's almost as bad as Corey last week saying, are you talking about tennis? And we're actually talking about golf. <laughs> that was the US Open. <laughs> Very good. Oh, um, uh, yeah. yeah. So Carlton St. Kilda, sorry, I should say. Just don't know who's going to rock up for both teams, really. They can both play well, but then they can also. Well, I think Carlton have been more consistent, though. Like, yeah. obviously, they're, they're fifth and lighter, but in terms of, they versed Richmond the other week and it was like Richmond were pumping them just before half time. But yeah. they still they still made a contest of it. Whereas St. Kilda they they lost in the weekend. They got pumped by Essendon the week before, who were shit. I think Carlton should win it. Like should. Yeah. Should win it. I think so too. And with no backline though, who plays on Max King? If he can get a hold of him. Yeah. Yeah, but and I memory. still reckon yeah, I still reckon Carlton. Yeah, I think so too. Saturday, uh, Marination Station, if you've got on the beers on Friday. Um, I'm actually going to this game, uh, Essendon-Sydney. They've had some good games in the past. Yes, they have. Yeah. Was that um, one and we got flogged Sydney? by him early on in the year. And that Luke Parker shrugged to Dylan yeah. Shield. Yeah, Sydney still by... Uh, Something that. Sydney by five goals, I think. Yeah, I'll say Sydney a couple of goals. Yep. And uh, Adelaide versus Melbourne, they've actually surprisingly had some good games as well over mm, the last couple yeah, of years. Sure. Um, first versus 13th probably doesn't represent that, and I'm probably going to stick with that. Um, I'm going to go with Melbourne. I'll go with Melbourne as well, yep. Geelong North, gee whiz. You can nearly skip that. North's at $19 to win that. Geelong is a He's Launder your money here. Yes. Yeah, Geelong at GMHBA, Alphabet Stadium. Yeah, I don't – they could – this could be a big, big blowout here, especially with Hawkins and Cameron. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah, launder responsibly, but put all your money through there. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I absolutely agree. All right. Pies versus Suns. I think if the Suns lose this, they're done for the year. It's like an elimination game. It'd be a good game up there. Um, I'm a bit worried, but I'll obviously stick with Collingwood. Um, Gold Coast are favourites. Yeah, I did say that. Um, no, must be a few out for Collingwood. Maybe I'm not too sure. Yeah, um, I think the weather is doing something too. I think there's a lot of rain up there this weekend. So I've seen I've seen enough from the pies now. I'm going to tip them. Um, I'm going to tip the pies by three goals. And uh, so watch the Suns get up this way. <laughs> Don't say that. <laughs> so you, who you go on the pies? Yeah, I'll go the pies, of course. Of course. 
Richmond West Coast, which if I had told you this three or four weeks ago, it would have been an absolute shit show. Um, Richmond at the G should still yeah. should still touch them up. You think so? Um, you never know. So, but I am going to tip Richmond by four goals. Yeah, I'll tip Richmond as well. And the next game is Giants versus Hawthorne, which actually should be a really good game. Yeah, they've, they've again they've had some good games. So two weeks in a row we've been treated. Um, oh, I reckon Giants have to bounce back. They showed glimpses last week. Yep. Um, they could have nearly knocked the pies over there at one stage, but. Yeah, 14th versus 15th, I'm going to go Giants. I might go Hawks this one. I like that. Yeah, just you never know with Hawks as well because they showed against who they beat Brisbane. Yep. So, yeah, I'm going to go Hawks. Nice. And um, this is a, could be this could knock out Port as well if they don't win this week. Frio versus Port to end the weekend. Oh, I, Frio did me in last week. I had faith in them against Carlton. I don't know. Porter just starting to find their straps. I'm going to stick with Frio, though. I've got them for top four for the year. I'm going to go Frio by five points. Jeez, I'm going Port this one, I reckon. Yep. I like it. I like it. Very good. All right. Um, There are our shocking tips for the week, and we'll do our our votes after this. There's going to be no quiz this week considering all the boys are still stuck in traffic apparently. So I'll kick things off with my MVP votes. Uh, one vote goes to LAFC, which is Los Angeles Football Club. They, I thought, oh, surely they've got a nickname or something. They're just called LA. So Fair maybe enough. they should get a fraud award as well. But <laughs> um, they've actually signed Gareth Bale across from uh, Tottenham and Real Madrid Jeez. and uh, a bloke called Chiellini from Juventus. So very, very big for that new sort of a new club. So very good. Two votes goes to Carlton. Um, they did really well against Freo, and Vossi said it was their best win for the year, which I agree with. And a uh, bit of a shout-out to Sam Walsh as well. He had a great game. Um, three votes goes to my North Queensland Cowboys. They've shocked everyone throughout the year, and I've had a lot of people in the state of origin, so well done, boys. Yeah, well done, both. Uh, we're going to my MVPs. I'll put one vote down for Adam Sandler and his new movie, Hustle. Yep. I uh, watched it today, and it's a really good movie. Yeah, it is um, a good movie. It's stacked with NBA players as well and past NBA players and stuff. And, yeah, can't wait to see what Bo Cruz does in the NBA next year. <laughs> yeah. It, um, it did surprise me how, what, what kind of film it was. And, oh, yeah, I was, I was, I was really happy with it. Um, fraud Award Times. So I've, one, one vote is going to go to the AFL. What's that? That was my one vote for my MVP. Can I go into my second vote? Jeez, I've got excited there, <laughs> eh? I don't know what's going on today. Lucky there's an edit button. Nah, I'm going to keep that in. I'm going to bag myself out. Sorry. Back onto my MVPs. We'll go for my... <laughs> <laughs> great movie, though. Oh, great movie. Almost too good. Uh, two votes. I've gone for the Melbourne Vixens. I caught the end of the game on Saturday night, um, and they won by one goal. And the last, I think it was like 30 seconds, was unreal. There was turnovers, intercepts, passes... It had it all. So Melbourne Vixens, well done. They play West Coast Fever on Sunday in the in grand the final. Yeah. That was, a, that was a question last week on the quiz. Hope everyone was listening. The boys on the pod obviously didn't listen to the podcast last week. Yep. Nah. And my three votes goes to Jason Cockrack, um, who was playing in the Travelers Championship. On the 18th, he smoked his second shot over the green into the spectators on the road, got in his car, drove off to join the LOV tour, and I feel that. 
Sometimes <laughs> I just want to leave as well. So good on you, Jason. Yes, that's great. Oh, I'm now very, on to your frauds. Yes, um, I'm very happy with your votes and I apologise for cutting in. So one vote one vote goes to the AFL again this week. Oh, and no, what in, have they done? And in particular for ticket pricing and food pricing at the footy. Uh, they're wondering why people don't want to go back to the footy. Well, I was looking up tickets today and a lot of them are in the range of 70 to $80 even though you've already got a membership. And it's not going to be a sellout Essendon in Sydney. No. Like it's, and I'm probably going to spend a lot of money by the time you're there, merch, drinks, food. Um, Ten bucks a beer. Ooh. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Two votes this week. I don't like to um, put individuals under the spotlight, but this is a bit funny, I thought. Lee Montagna, uh, two votes for you, mate, because Joey. on the couch on Fox Footy last week, not on the couch, it's first crack, sorry, he's on. He's, I'm firing today. <laughs> he's um, he's gone and said last week, he goes, I'm not sure if Melbourne, not, don't worry about the top four. He goes, I don't think they're going to make the top eight. And what? so he goes, Melbourne, the way their run home is, he goes, they're a big chance to miss the top eight. Is that possible? Yeah. So they've had 10 wins or whatever it was. And he said this. And then Jeez. on this week's episode of um, First Crack, He's gone and said, Melbourne are my flag favourites this week um, and Brisbane are in massive strife this week. We don't know where they are. They can't win the flag. Amazing what a week can do in footy. Yeah, so um, I love the enthusiasm in trying to bring a point, but, geez, it's one extreme to the other after one game. Seriously, Lee, come on. And three votes goes to Cody's New York Knicks because they've tr- they've traded out everyone. They've traded all their, their picks and their, uh, just to get salary cap space. Uh, to sign one player who's a third-string player at the Dallas Mavericks and he hasn't agreed to sign yet. So they're, they're not doing much at the moment, the Knicks. Jeez, there you go. Cop that Knicks, cop that Cody. Uh, into my fraud awards. Uh, I've gone one vote to Tom Stewart for his hit on Dion Pressier. Yep. Um, I reckon he would have ruined a few multis because Pressier's been in some hot form for 25 and plus. Two votes, North Melbourne. Uh, they're the first team in VFL, AFL history to have... 10 consecutive games lost by 40-plus. Yeah, it's it's bad down there. And three votes I've gone to uh, for the lifeguards at the World Championships in Budapest. Did you see this last week? No. Nah. This lady was doing an artistic swim and she lost um, consciousness and floated to the bottom of the pool and her coach had to jump in after her and get her. Lifeguards didn't do anything. I'm like, seriously, lifeguards, that's your job. You've got one of the easiest jobs. You're lifeguarding at a place where people can swim. It's like the lifeguards at the Olympics. Yeah. They can all swim. You've got the easiest job. So It's yeah. a once in a blue moon thing that a lifeguard has to do something unless you're at a local pool. Yeah. Step up. So get better. Now, very good votes this week, mate, um, even though they got cut off, but they were very good. <laughs> they were very good. Um, Next next Sunday, we've got the event at the deck in Shepparton, Sunday the 10th of July, I believe it is. I'm going to go with that. I'm going to go with that. So that's in Shepparton. So if you want to come down, grab a beer. Um, We're going to do a quiz this time. We'll actually do one. We'll do a quiz down there with everyone. It's going to be a (laughs) mega quiz. Uh, We'll have hopefully a handball competition there as well and as long as a few other things as well. So get along there and thanks for at least joining me tonight, Hixie. Um, Yeah, glad I got here. Must have been a crash. Somewhere yeah. in town, stopped everyone from coming. But yeah, it's um, there is a few roadworks up, so maybe we'll have to do another pod later on. Uh, now so. we can sit back and watch Gaz absolutely spin a web. Yeah, Sri Lanka s- seven for hundred ninety eight. Yeah, it's not too bad. It's interesting. So we'll see how that goes. All right, thanks again, mate. No worries, easy.